Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 120. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. It's good to be here on the second 60th episode. Yeah. I'm going to break it down into episode or series of 60 episodes. Division. So is this season two for you? Yeah, I guess it's the season finale of season two. So let's make it a good one. Um, And then also we have... Tony Katz. Yes, we do. I'm uh, excited to be here. Last week was not feeling too well. This well, week, though, the weather. different, but different man. You're sounding a little better, but is that oh. not because yeah, you're sick you s- or because something No, that is, yeah, because we uh, now have two more new microphones. And uh, <laughs> one of them's getting dragged away from you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's man. a total of three. Three new microphones. Three new microphones. Three people here, right? We only have three people. Just three. Yep. No, Just one, no one else is here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh wow. who's Just that? Through the window. Is Who could it, it be? To the wall. Is that Wrecking Ball? It's a bird. Ball? It's a plane. Parkour. Parkour. There is Wrecking Ball on the uh, old mic. And actually, guys, this is a little different uh, in the studio. I'm kind of thrown for a loop right now. I'm sitting in a comfy chair, and we got Wrecking Ball running the uh, computers, which is where I usually sit. And uh, it's quite nice. And uh, so far, he's doing a great job. He may have forgotten his cue, but just a couple of seconds off. Uh, but... Oh, I hear a dog. That means the uh, dogs have been uh, brought in. Uh, oh. Quick prayer for uh, Bowser, who okay. tore his ACL. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't matter. You don't but, have to. <laughs> yeah. But uh, pod news before we get going, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend if you like us. That's what that's what makes us go around. Follow us on Instagram, Tony's.take. But, and check out our entertainment pod. But this being the sports podcast, episode 120, shall we just dive right on in? Yeah. What uh, what do you guys think about talking some NBA awards? I forgot they even had that. I mean, it's going on right now, so obviously yeah. I'm not watching it. Yeah, none yeah. of us are. We'll do a quick. How's Shaq doing? Any good oh. jokes? I heard. Uh, I did see a video. I didn't watch it, but I saw that there was a video of him doing something, and he. Uh, it seemed like he was doing a pretty good job, but uh, the only the awards I saw was that uh, and a lot of the awards. I think like the big awards were ones that were all like pretty heavy favorites. Like I know yeah. Luka Doncic ended up getting Rookie of the Year. Postal Siakam ended up getting Most Improved. You have uh, – who else was there? They had um, Rudy Gobert, I guess, just won Defensive Player of the Year, which I think a lot of people actually thought Paul George should have won. Soft. That's what I just saw some things saying. But Gobert won. and then uh, But they did have a thing where they said the House of Highlights moment of the year, and it was Derrick Rose's 50-point game. For those of us, I think all of us in here were, hell, Derrick Rose was at his prime. It just seems like yesterday, mm-hmm. but it was yeah. probably when, like 2012, yeah, yeah, 10, 11, 12-ish. And he uh, has now, uh, he had some bad injuries, but he had a good year this year. And then uh, another big one that I'm uh, just being reminded of is uh, Lou Williams, sixth man of the year. Him and Jamal Crawford, I guess, the only people that have won the award, is it three, three times, times or six times? Three times? Three times. Yeah. And you'd think he's going to be the favorite next year as well. Just he's He was like the most important player this year, and it's just he's that role. Six yeah. man. That's what he wants to be. And it's kind of funny, too, because it's like he could – he's obviously good enough to be a starter, yeah, but it's like they just, they just like their little thing with him off the bench. Yeah, and he, well, he's perfect because he isn't, he isn't like a complete player by any means. So it's like he just, he just knows, like, well, I'll still get mine. I'll still play 30 minutes, and you'll get my shots. So Yeah. 
And then I don't know if they've announced the MVP yet, but I mean, Giannis was a pretty big favorite, so it's pretty yeah. safe to say he will get that. And Steph Curry came out and said uh, Harden should should win it. Nope. Fuck he's this. Just, he's just trying to Harden cause some sucks. havoc inside them because he knows Harden and Chris Paul are having some issues, and Steph Curry just wants to now get in the middle of it. But knowing they have those issues, it is kind of uh, awkward watching those State Farm commercials. Yeah. Well, I mean, you right. think maybe it was based on some real life event. Do you think he actually burned down his yeah. kitchen? I'd be more mad about just eating my leftovers. Someone just came in, took my Chinese leftovers. He he may have brought the leftovers. That's even more disrespectful. You're bringing leftovers to someone else's house. What if he's house sitting or something? <laughs> I don't, why are we talking no, about but, this but, fake commercial? But Oscar came over well, it later. Was re- it was a real commercial. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> so do you think that fake Agent came over and robot bicentennial guy came over and cried it on the car. It might be all be based on things that happened. That also means that James Harden actually owns that dumb shirt. Oh, that he definitely owns, I believe. <laughs> he definitely has an interesting style what of clothing. What is that? Him and uh, Russell Westbrook. That's one thing that they definitely had in common when they played together. That what I want to know is, remember, like the, one of the first ones was where they had to pick up Trevor Ariza. Oh, yeah. In a broken down car. And now he's gone. Yeah, now he's... Where is Ariza now? Washington, I think well, he's a free agent. He can yeah. just uh, you he'll know, be anywhere. <coughs> Lakers can pick him up. Lakers could definitely pick him up. Clippers, could, Clippers welcome could on down. Yeah. Take his defensive presence. That's why we won one of the championships. I, don't, I really don't him. know how good he is anymore because he's probably like 33, 34. Uh, he's still lockdown defender, dude. Yeah. Lockdown. I mean, he was with the Suns for about 10 days this year. <laughs> yeah, to start the season. Yeah. <laughs> then the Suns like, wait, n- n- never mind. That Suns Tyson team actually Chandler, get out. honestly looked like it was, I mean, I'm not going to say good by any means, but it looked like it would be kind of like somewhat entertaining when they did have Trevor Reza and they had, I think, who else did they have on that Tyson team at the beginning of the Tyson year? Tyson Chandler. Ryan Anderson. Jackson. I'm talking about like this year. Tyson Chandler Booker. thought started the season with the Lakers, did he no, not? No, he uh, started, he played like two games. Crawford. And then the Suns. Yeah, oh, yeah they had Crawford, Crawford And too. Devin Booker. They pushed, Booker. Uh, they pushed Tyson Chandler away so he can go to the Lakers for free. Nice. Yes, a favor to LeBron. Uh, I'd go to the Lakers yeah. for free. We're going to talk a little more about the Suns front office because yeah, they've yeah. had some uh, curious moves. Yeah, that was the other thing. So the awards, it's like, you know, we know some stuff we don't. But what we do know was the draft. NBA draft. Yeah, which is just a bunch of stuff we don't know, really. True. It's well, exciting, we but we have surface. no idea. Yeah. So, we have uh, no idea who, the, who these players are going to be number, five years from now. True. But in the number one pick, as we all expected, Zion Williamson. Number two, as we all expected, John ja Morant. What about number three? Number three, as I think we all expected, R.J. Barrett. Oh, but then number four. The yeah, here's where we get into this. Is surprise. where not so expected. Atlanta traded and got the Pelicans pick, and they don't need a point guard. They have a guy named Trey Young. Yes, he does look like he's 41 years old, but no, he is only like 20. And they decided to get DeAndre Hunter. Now, good player, I guess, but I'm just not after the guy. after the honestly after like the top two I don't even I mean R J Barrett I do like a little bit but truthfully after those top two I'm not even sure how I wasn't very high on this draft class. Yeah, well they said it was really thin. Um, the next guy that people thought was like the best chance to be a star is Darius Garland. Yeah, and he ended up dropping to five in Cleveland's lap, and they already have Sexton, so that could yeah. be a good little uh, guard duo there possibly. I know like Joe's a big future. Sexton fan. So. Oh yeah, he the hair just you gotta like the hair. Oh my god! But the big thing is the Hawks traded to get a big, and now they have somebody to play alongside with Trey Young yeah, and I Collins. Well, so there's a lot of upside for that pick. They made move. They're the younger Hawks were a team this year too. That could they even though they played zero defense, they put up points. They yeah, are, well they have they a ton of shooting. Fun um, little young team. Huerter, and then they added maybe one of the best shooters in the draft. Who the guy could be terrible. It could be a bust. So they, the, the Hawks came into the uh, 
the draft with uh, the 8th, 10th, 17th, and 35th pick. They ended up trading the 17 and 35 along with the 8 to move up to number 4, but they still had that 10. So they ended up taking Cam Reddish, who mm-hmm. just looked lost this season, <laughs> even though he was one of the top guys coming into this uh, this year in college. Um, definitely overshadowed by his two teammates, R.J. Yeah. Barrett and Zion Williamson. Um, but he's got a lot of potential as a shooter, and he's going to be playing with you know, Trey Young, Huerta, uh, DeAndre Hunter, a lot of good shooters. And they, they did make a trade today. They traded Kent Bazemore for yeah. uh Evan, Evan Turner. Evan like, Turner. I don't know that. Just maybe they like Evan Turner's like he'll be a Lou Williams type. Yeah. Off the bench. Come off the bench, bring in a veteran down low presence, I guess. But I think Baysmore, that could be fun for Portland. Yeah, he actually Baysmore's turned. not bad. He's a good guy off the bench. Yeah. Turned him himself a into a depth. good player. He used to be like that joke in the Warriors. He'd just be like the guy cheering. And then even when he was, he was on the Lakers, Lakers, he was like whatever. But the moment he left, it was like he had some good. He's a good player for the Hawks. Hard work. You can you can still make some in, in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially because a lot of people forget, like, even if those guys do do a little bad, they're only, like, 23, 24 years old. Yeah. It's like they still have a couple of years window left to still oh, yeah. become a star. And just yeah. stay in good shape. Learn some defensive technique. Just make yourself valuable in any way you can. But uh, he got paid for it. So, like, oh, he's yeah. definitely just a role player. But I think he got, like, a $50 million deal or something from the Hawks originally. So, But aside from – all those. What else was uh, some other big draft news? Because I didn't even really pay much attention to the draft other than the first Yeah, so picks. one of the uh, strange things. So the, the Suns kind of got – they were probably the biggest losers of the lottery where they had tied for the second-worst record ended up with the sixth pick. And they have a lot of good young talent. It seemed like adding another top-tier guy would have been important or something that mm-hmm. could have been huge for the franchise. Instead, they end up with the sixth pick, and they end up swapping, trading back to the 11th and picking up Dario Saric from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So well, everyone said the Suns needed a point guard, and why are you trading out of that spot? Especially um, for Saric. So they traded back to 11, and then um, Kobe White was available at 6. Um, I forgot who the T-Bulls took already. Why am I blanking on that? Was it Culver? Yes. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he went 6 out of Texas so Tech. So Kobe White was one of my favorite guys in the draft. I mean, I'm, I don't think he's got superstar potential, but. I, li- I liked him, you so they, they could have picked him up, but uh, they ended up trading back to 11, and they took Kobe White's college teammate, Cameron Johnson, yeah. who was projected as a second-rounder. Yeah, well, that was the thing, too, is I don't know if you saw the interview. They were interviewing Kobe White, yeah. and someone said, how do you feel about your guy, uh, Cameron Johnson getting drafted 11th? And he didn't know yet, and he was shocked, he, but, like, shocked in a good way. Like, he was, yeah, happy. was happy. He was like, oh, man, are you kidding? Dude, he works so hard. Like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, you could, like he even – like, he was very happy for his friend, but even he, it, like, shocked him. He even knew, like, that it was probably a worry, like, oh, when's he going to go? But then the fact that he went 11th surprised him, but, he, like, he thought he deserved it. Obviously, it's his teammate at Carolina and was excited, but yeah. where did Kobe White end up going? The Bulls. Oh, that's right, yeah. So the Bulls have a ton of guards. I don't know what uh, Joe's tormentor, Zach Levine, is going to be doing. But. <laughs> he's been doing those sand training, and his dad's yeah. making him push hard. I mean, he's got a lot of proof. He had that injury. He's the leader, but – is he the leader? Because the, the Bulls – didn't the Bulls pick up another guy, that Porter kid, Porter Jr.? Yeah, they got Porter. They have uh, Markinen. They got Chris Dunn. They got a lot of, like, players, but they yeah, don't have the guy. Yeah. So, uh, Wendell Carter was their pick last year. Who was I actually enjoyed small. watching the Bulls, like, a while ago, but then they just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Like, once Rose yeah, left they're, and they're, then they kind of – Thibodeau play. left. It was just they're like – They're going to be a team in the, for the next few years that will be, like – it honestly will kind of remind me of how that Clippers team was earlier on when they had Miles and Richardson. Like, they'll be, yeah, they'll be entertaining to watch. 
but they're just not going to be Because even they don't play any defense, but somehow like, they, they would stay in games. Like They would stay competitive, and then you have like Zach Levine coming up like pretty solid points. Like I said, they'll be a team that can surprise a team on a night. Yeah. They've got potential, and they've got young guys, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, a lot of these teams, it's they're developing. You know, like We're starting to see some of those top teams come into no. their last stretch, and then these younger teams are going to start going into their starting stretch. So. so I don't know if we actually had it, but Antun Kempo. Is the MVP? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. We knew. Yeah, we knew. No doubt. So then, uh, after New Orleans traded, so New Orleans got got that number four pick from the Anthony Davis deal we talked about yeah. last week. Yeah. So they traded back to eight, and they ended up taking a center from Texas. Who I said like oh, yeah. two years ago this time he wasn't even starting on his varsity team. Um, his father played for the Steelers. So. Okay. I like that. Yeah. He's a star but just, already. But just an athletic center type. Um, to What's go his along. name again? Jackson Hayes. Okay, we can go with yeah. that. What about um, Jackson Roethlisberger? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, it's kind of strange that they moved back, but then they, they also um, picked up the 17th pick and the 35th pick. They got a, a guy like uh, Virginia Tech, um, Nikhil Alexander, who's a – Oh, yeah, from Virginia Tech, yeah. His he was cousin happens to play uh, for the Clippers, so that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, his cousin is uh, – Montrezl Harrell. Oh, I know you I'm like joking. That. Okay, well, his cousin is clearly the other guy named Alexander on their team. You know, what team are we talking about here? Clippers. They have Shea oh, Gilgis. That is his cousin. Yeah. Hmm. So. Speaking of the Clippers, Andy, I just saw some news as of 25 minutes ago. Yeah. But we'll get. I think we'll get there later. Well, we can actually skip to them because even though like heading into the draft, both of our local teams didn't have a pick, the Clippers ended up trading back into the first round getting Brooklyn's 27th pick. So Brooklyn traded down, too, because Brooklyn wanted to get out of the draft because they want to clear cap cap space. So they ended up trading Philly's pick next year, and they got back in the first round, and they drafted a guy. Let's see if I can get the name. Um, Fiondu Cabangeli from Florida State. Um, He was, like, their sixth man, but probably their most important player. What does he do? Um, He's just an energy shot blocker type. Um, That's right. He's related to – one of the greatest shot blockers of all time to come in Matumbo. Oh, it's it's his nephew, right? Ah ah ah! He's here today, actually, yeah, in, I didn't studio. Know he was in studio. To Kembe. Sup? <laughs> Good to have Not him up in the show. But uh, uh, now all of a sudden he's Arnold or what? Yeah. I like that uh, Virginia Tech. T- or not Virginia. I like Virginia Tech too, but I like Florida State also. I like a lot of those ACC teams. Now I was going to say, Florida, I like Florida they State play good defense too. Yeah. The Florida State teams, the last few years are all these lengthy teams that have some guys that can shoot yeah. threes, but they're just lengthy. And they get – those are those teams that kind of surprise you. Like, they'll sneak into the Elite Eight and stuff, and you're just – like, this year, how far did they get? They got to the Sweet 16, right? They lost to Gonzaga, yeah, I want to say. Got, they got pretty – they got rocked. To they Gonzaga, beat. yeah. They kind of came back a little bit, to, I remember, like, middle-ish towards the game. But then, they, yeah, it got, blew back open. It was a bad first half, I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah. I think some other notable things from the draft. Uh, the Celtics had a bunch of picks, and they kind of disappointed people. The were Celtics upset. are uh, – it's not looking good. Yeah, they did. They took uh, two really great college performers um, who are like the guys like, oh, those guys never make it to the NBA. Um, Grant Williams of Tennessee. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Carson Edwards. They took bo- you know what the, that they tells me? They panicked a little bit there because they took – Just taking They the replaced Hortford and they replaced Irving kind yeah. of for guys that like – Play those positions. Yeah, but I'm actually curious to see how they're going to turn out because they do have good I coaching. I actually think Grant Williams could be okay. Carson Edwards, I don't 
think will be. Do, they have good young talent, dude. Too good. They, but don't worry about Irving. They're going to be okay. Scary Terry has well, proven himself. Well, he, he's a free agent. Yeah, he but I, they, I think they're going to end up having to keep him because they're going to move in a transition where he was part of the unit. They had a little bit of success when Irving went out last year. The chemistry's there. Maybe Irving is the missing equation that like, get them past the point because he brings a lot of drama. And yeah, Irving came out too uh, a oh, few days ago. Yeah, yeah. He came out a couple of days ago saying that uh, he was just like, I don't like living in Boston. I don't like Wait. being in Boston. Yeah, I just think it's funny that he just want. He is drama though because he wanted to like made a big case like I want to get away from LeBron Cleveland. Goes to Boston. Didn't win a ring in the first couple of years. Didn't even come close. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know what? Then this is too hard. He calls up like LeBron or whatever saying like, I'm sorry. It was harder than I thought. And then I don't he, know, he's British or something. Like, <laughs> wonderful impersonation of someone. And then he ended up, uh, now he wants to leave. And then the funny thing to me is he wants to go to fucking Brooklyn. He's, fr- he's from New Jersey. He bought a house there. Um, that's, you always just have to watch the, uh, yeah. the house wire. That's and here's the thing. Like, he has won a ring. So it's like a lot of these guys that have won the ring, then they get to the point where they're kind of like, well, I'll just start from a s- team that's whatever, but it's in the city that I am from or like the area I'm from and city I'm down to live in. It's got some party life, celebrities out there. A lot of money can get me a lot of fun things. And then it's like I've already won a ring, so if I never win again, then I don't care. I'll just go fuck myself later. But yeah, I just think it was like a collective decision. They the locker room didn't even like Kyrie at that point. Well, like, and they kind of turn on him. I having think. that one superstar player that starts being unhappy as he starts to make everyone unhappy. You've seen it in well, every sport. Yeah, that those playoffs last year. That that's just hard. Um, that they were not these last ones, but the one before where he yeah. was out and they were so successful. That yeah. was cool to I mean, see though. Yeah, but it's for him. He's probably got oh, a I think that yeah, I think that was oh. definitely the turning a, point. It was a big thing with these guys because it is one of those things where it's like, no, you need me type thing and then when you go out there then it's like then the ball surrounds more around him and then shots get forced and stuff and it doesn't become team basketball anymore it's all i i i i'm the one in the computer i'm in the computer as well i'm the one in the commercials i'm the one who's uncle drew i'm the one who's in movies i'm the one you know who celebrities sit courtside because they want to watch me play they don't care about uh you know aaron bynes shooting a three with that haircut. okay but you bring that point up what is the real point because uh, Horford's leaving too. So now it's a, like a money scenario or like he doesn't even like the situation as well. I think he's Horford, a veteran. He probably wanted to get away from it, but like his age and his numbers, like I feel like that money he that he was going to get 25 mil. Like the, that's, there is a rumor that he has an offer on the table already from Dallas, which is, it seems illegal. <laughs> Mark or Cuban though like likes to play. The way he, uh, <laughs> Mark Cuban, uh, he likes to dance around. Okay. Those. So this deal, so then they're going to have to give up a couple pieces because they did do that blockbuster trade as well. So they don't have Deandre there. I don't even know who their big is. They're losing uh, dirt. Uh, Horford's just a straight free agent. They yeah. He's and straight. he's just going to go there. Yeah. Deuces. Yeah. Al Horford's just signed somewhere. Where the fuck he pleases. Yeah. He yeah. opted out. So he wants money. So, no, but okay. Yes. Fair enough. He's ready. To I go. think he, I think he knows it's time to jump ship, but he also had an offer. So that's why I'm like curious to see why he's going to turn down because other than the, you know, moving somewhere else that someone's going to pay him. You already have that foundation set. They were looking to bring him back. Irving's leaving. They're going to need a piece of the puzzle. Now they're turning it over to all these young bucks. Yeah. Chase the money then, right? I, mean, I don't know. If they're not in as good a position as they looked a couple years back, but yeah, maybe this is what they need. I'll turn it around. Okay, but the real dark horse in this draft is my boy Kevin Porter Jr. out of USC, baby. He ended up going like last pick. Dude, of the he went round. to the freaking Bucks though, and there's okay, no yeah, yeah. pressure there. Middleton's gonna be out. Maybe he could just casually step in. Giannis feeds him. Out yet. We we'll see. We'll have to see. We'll have to Possible. see. But hands down, Giannis should have won that because the Bucks 
with the most wins of the regular season, made it to where they are, and that's a great improvement. And it's only setting it the bar pretty high for next year because now the East, you know, is ran by the Raptors. What do you think is going to turn out in the East? The Pelicans. Pelicans are not in the East. Yeah, I just caught that. <laughs> uh, I think uh, even if Kawhi resigns, I think the Bucks should be the favorite in the East. I think last year's just that was the first time they were together, and that, that's assuming they do bring back Lopez and Middleton. But um, yeah, I think they're. They'll be ready next year. Yeah, I think I, I think we even talked about that before the playoffs. As we said that we thought the Bucks would do okay, but we all said it was going to be just the experience part. Never being most of these guys never being this far, that it was going to be tough. But Bucks will be back, especially because like Boston, I don't think will be. I mean, I still think Boston will be good, but not as good. And then Philadelphia is going to obviously lose Butler and whoever else. I mean, Philadelphia they, they still have bring to everyone about. back too. But. Yeah, but you still got to think about them, I guess, with Embiid and Simmons. So I think it'll – I mean, so there's that. But then, uh, I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, because if one of these big players does sign with one of these other teams, maybe someone else goes and joins them too. I mean, there, I saw something today that talked about how there have been still talks with Durant and Irving have met a couple times about still discussing wanting to play together. And Durant even came out and said how he's very unhappy, very pissed off at the Warriors or something like that, which almost – It wasn't him. It was some of his people. Yeah. That's what I always love, though. These people have people. That'd be like if I was a superstar and then, like, one of you guys came out and was yeah. like, Anthony is pissed off at the Warriors. Uh, yeah. Andy's up there like, you guys. So that's when you know it's, it's true. I guess there's a Jay Williams who's part of his, his team, you know, the old Duke guy. The guy who's still ESPN. on, like, ESPN and yeah. stuff. Is he, is he still on ESPN and yeah. stuff? He's more of a college guy, though, now. He does both. I like I, I, they, they think he's going to be uh, on the NBA countdown next year because – all those guys got like fired slash reassigned, like Chauncey Billups and yeah. stuff. They Chauncey got Billups, fired. Chauncey Billups is not going to be on the show. He's going to be on uh, behind the whatever you call it in the in the booth. In the booth, or like I'm the, commentating. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what we were looking it. for. What about Announcer. Corey Maggette? Did he get uh, run out of town? I, th- I think he has been run out of town. I haven't heard anything. Remember he wiped his that, name from the. He had that bucks. accusation or something. Yeah. And I never heard a thing about it again. The yeah. Virginia lieutenant governor never resigned either. Yeah. Cormageddy had no Cormageddy. choice. So just get elected. Yeah. You can't, you can't get fired. There you go. Um, where were we on the uh, – we were just talking about something. Oh, about the people. The people. Yeah, Tony's oh, yeah, people. Kevin Durant's people. So something interesting today, I saw one of the guys they're trying to recruit, like Kyrie trying to recruit along with Durant, is Durant's good friend, DeAndre Jordan. I'm like, Ooh. what? Like DeAndre Jordan is has played more games for the Clippers than anyone else in the entire world. Yeah, and I've never heard that before that they're friends. So, <laughs> that just like, I mean, I guess they played at Texas schools at the round the same. No, they didn't. They never yeah, played he the same year. Yeah, he would. But also, like, how long different. was wasn't Durant from like Washington D.C.? Yeah. I don't know, man. All these Texas. guys somehow become friends somehow. Yeah. It's the league, you know. They play against each other and stuff like that. DeAndre it's, was best friends with uh, Chandler Parsons for like that one week, and then remember that story? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. What about Paul George and uh, Roy Hibbert? Remember when DeAndre Jordan agreed to sign with the Mavericks? Mm-hmm. And then Chris they, Paul, like, kidnapped him? Yeah, and like, he stayed with, like, the Clippers or whatever. But, like, the whole thing was that him and Chandler Parsons were, like, out at clubs, like, already. Making like, two, out. Two weeks before the <laughs> yeah, before sure. the agency period. And it was like, oh, wow, they're in love together. And then Chandler got his guy to sign, and then... Got the boot. DeAndre decided to go back on his word, and then Chandler Parsons got hurt, and he's never been 
the same. No, he hasn't. He partied too much. He says he still misses DeAndre. Yeah. DeAndre. What could have been DeAndre? Or Blake. Where's my sweet Blake at? It's sad. And then all these guys. Sorry. <laughs> Joe, will you stop kicking <laughs> the table? Sorry, just as like a roller. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Every five seconds, he's hitting the desk, which is moving my mic. He's doing it. He almost punched me in the face. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Take that. Take that. Yeah, that's what he, yeah, he really does need like his own little little cubicle like, and stuff like that. Joe in the silo here. I got like one of those cones around my head, so I can't like move around and stuff like that. probably get one of those for everyday life. <laughs> oh, okay, let's pump the brakes here, kid. Um, all right, well, do we want to get into some clipper talk, or are we still going draft? I think we're. Um, I think we're. Or right, did you have more draft? Before we talk about the Clippers, let's talk about a significant move. Mike Conley on the oh, move yes. to Utah. On the um, move. This is the end for Ricky Rubio in Utah, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. So. They know it. We know it. People now at home listening know it. That team's hungry, though. I like the Jazz a lot. Yeah, a lot of people like them as the. See, this is the West, this but. is why I like this season a lot already. Is because it really is going to be a lot of teams wide open for it because the Warriors yeah. aren't gonna be the that Warrior team that. Yeah. Oh, it's just who cares a shit what happens this year because it's just gonna be the Warriors. Because who even knows if Durant's gonna be on that team? Granted, who even knows if Thompson's gonna be on that team? And then even if they both are on that team, who knows if they're gonna play? And then even if they all do come back, it's like it's just a year older. That team, even when it was all together, it just it wasn't that impressive this season. No, yeah. and I think the main problem with that team was bringing in Boogie Cousins. Like he had no right to be. Well, yeah, there. that's the other thing is where's he, that guy gonna end up? That, that like, guy thought he was gonna get an easy ring, signed cheap, and who even knows? Uh uh. uh. I think he's looking at a very small deal. Yeah, no, he, he screwed himself. He didn't even – nobody's going to want to pay what he was once upon a time worth, and it was with the same injury that Durant and Thompson now have. I just think people kind of get tired of his shit and realize he – Well, that's what I'm saying. But his peak, he wasn't but, as good as people thought. Yeah, but he was still pretty – and you're right. It's like it reminded me of how it's a lot of these guys that are the good players, especially the bigs, when they dominate on bad teams, and that's what he did for Sacramento. And then he was still okay in New Orleans, but then that was like the same thing with Kevin Love. Kevin Love dominated in Minnesota. And then when he left to go to Cleveland, you know, he still had good moments, but not nearly what it was in Minnesota. So sometimes I agree. I think it's LeBron mentally scarred him. So yeah. Let's see. That's what I'm just getting at. Like, let's not blame it on anyone else. The fact of the matter is still that it's okay. Like, well, let me let me put this out there though, and maybe I might be defending him. But look, when he was getting his points down in New Orleans, I felt like he was doing a little bit of a better job handling shit down in the paint because he has a big body, and then all of a sudden he tries to be like a stretch three center that's outside shooting the perimeter from the deep. And now he's like trying to shoot too much. He's on the Warriors team. He's trying to do that. And then he like was doing more running around than he's used to. And that's when he was like one of his strengths was down low. And now he goes to the Warriors and then just freaking injures himself because he's trying to play at a fast pace. If he goes back to being a bigger big, maybe they bring him back on for cheap and give him a new assignment. I just don't know what types of team want that. And he's not going to want to go for like a small Yeah, he, he, he only signed cheap here because he knew he was only going to play like two months this year and thought he'd get a quick ring in Golden State. But the thing is, is he is going to want more money. But I, I agree. I think that a lot of teams saw what they saw this year. I don't know what he's even worth anymore. And he is getting older. I mean, he's got to be pushing 30, right? Yeah. Probably yeah. He, came, he was on that, those teams with like John Wall and stuff. So he's got to be pushing, yeah, 29, 28, whatever. So – I mean, he's creeping up there, and it's like he just doesn't look like it. And a lot of people, especially like, I mean, you just how much are like, you know, it's hard to come back from some of those injuries, especially those Achilles ones and stuff, and anything that ends with CL. You know, it's he's hard twenty-eight. To, yeah, there you go. So yeah. see, I think that's a perfect representation of Mike Conley's career, and that I said him in the first sentence, and we immediately moved on to a new, different player. 
Just, <laughs> just kind of forgettable. And uh, I guess one of those guys like, oh, he's underrated. We just think he is because no one talks about him. But I, I, I do like him in that in uh, Utah because you'll have him, you'll have Crowder. I think it's Joe Ingles still around. Oh, yeah. Big Joe Ingles. Temptation of the Memphis nightlife. Yeah, true. true. He's got that nice, beautiful Utah nightlife of just watching the mountains melt. Yeah. And then you he's know, got a defensive player of the year. Yeah, again. Who do you go back? But isn't his favors on his way out? or They can uh, just let him go. I think they can let also him bring him back. Go. No, I like them. I like their team a lot. Adding Conley to the, they to did, the front they court. They did is, lose some bench, though, with is that defense, trade. defense. I mean, Corver's gone, Crowder. and then Jay Crowder's the big one that's gone. I, I think if. Joe Ingles was on a better scoring night. I think he's more of a perimeter presence, and I think that's what? what they need because Gobert likes to handle down low, and then Donovan's kind of more of a drive and kick kind of guy. Joe Ingles is definitely more of a perimeter guy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like a 45% three-point. Yeah, he shoots the rock. and you know we have... I like Joe Ingles' style because he's just one of those guys. He just, he's always talking shit out there, and he's just this goofy-looking Australian guy. <laughs> yeah. He was very bad this playoffs, though. So. Yeah, they oh, didn't yeah, show that's up. That's what I'm saying, though. He's, he's, like, he's one of those guys that's like – you don't expect him to take over a game, but he might try when he gets the hot hand. But that's how all those streaky shooters are. They still have, like Alec Burks or something. That guy's been around for 400 years. Well, they still have Exum too, right? Yeah, I think so. That guy's another Australian that who knows what the fuck's going on. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It could be a. It's gonna be a lot of potential teams this year in the West. A lot of teams that, and we don't even know even the most of it yet. I mean, there could be. There's gonna be a lot of moves here in the next uh, two weeks. I would say two, three weeks next month. Well, let's hope. Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard's uh, driving on his way through Downey, California. That's what I was going to say. So the Clippers, I just saw a report about now, like about 40 minutes ago, that said they have a tent- tentatively, is that what you call it? Tentatively? Tentatively yeah. meeting with him July 2nd. So that's they've got it. All. It's on the calendar. Once it's on the calendar, it's on the calendar. They've got it. Is his interest? And they're not it, doing what Magic's doing and like camping in their car before the. But see, well, that's like why Magic does better on the outside. Players. Magic is the people person. He, he wants. I've been telling people he's gonna come here because uh, I just think he wanted to already come here originally, and then it's like he got put into Toronto, and then it was kind of like, okay, whatever, I'll just play here for a year. And then the fact that he won a title, in my opinion, it's like I don't owe you guys anything anymore. It's no, not like yeah. I didn't even originally want to. Come, I mean, not that I didn't want to come here, but this wasn't my like destination. It's just where I got traded to. I won you guys a ring. Now I'm gonna go where I want to go. And know that I have two rings now and try to do something with uh, this team that's, you know, got some potential. It's got some, uh, you know, it's got some young players. It's got some uh, rising stars, if you will. People very attractive. I mean, AD and LeBron. I mean, that okay. is that very attractive? That's not where he's going. Though. I'm not attracted to that. You, you think he's going to go to the Clippers? He's 100% not going to the Lakers. He's already come out and said he's not going to the Lakers. I so thought yeah. he was one of his top no, two. No, the only two teams it's between is Toronto and the Clippers. I've heard some Knicks. So that's what they've said. What they've said, those are the top two that's all I've seen. biggest. But the Lakers, he already came out, and it was like a few days ago, and he said that if he, his only interest is coming to the Clippers or staying in Toronto, he, he like ruled out the Lakers. So, yeah, he's – and I don't I mean, I don't blame him, to be honest. If there's with like well, everything that's going on there, if he wants to go to L.A., go to a younger team that no, I, he's I, got the, that's got the better coach and probably the better and the better management, to be honest. Yeah, Jerry West has definitely solidified that organization. How dare you disrespect Lawrence Frank? They're trending up. They're trending up. And they have uh, Jerry Steven, West is a consultant. And they have Stephen Ballmer, dude. Everybody loves. Like, wouldn't you imagine like being able to see your game-winning shot and you see your owner just throwing out yeah. Apple stuff at everybody? Wow. Take it. 
It's yours. I wish he was my boss. Is it Apple he does or Windows? Windows. Windows. Yeah, I meant oh, to say that. He's just throwing windows at yeah. everyone. <laughs> Give those apples back. House windows. <laughs> a copy of Minesweeper. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Hey, take some solitaire. You want to yeah. play on the beach? Here, take this version. Take a tablet. But yeah. So. But yeah, there was billboards though. That's where we wanted to get going. It was like in a I Love You Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sets up billboards around town. Well, the, the billboards worked for uh, James Gunn. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy director who was fired and then rehired. Also, it did they work. They also worked for Peter Clavin. Yeah, I was going to say, it know. did work for Peter Clavin. <laughs> He's getting all these phone calls. <laughs> but they're in the weirdest spot. It said it's on off uh, the five in Downey. So, oh, no, where everyone goes? Not really. I mean, there's a, lot of, a ton of traffic goes by that. But I don't think Kawhi or his people are really driving through there. Where are his people driving through? Who are, are his still people? still in Riverside? I would he, assume he's San Diego based now. Is there a nice area of Riverside? Yeah, yeah. there's there's nice there's a nice area of everywhere, right? Yeah. Compton? Is there a nice area of Compton? No, I'm sure there's that's an exception a, to the rule. Nicer neighborhood. Yeah, Compton's not as bad as you think it is. Compton, like the good it's area. Got, oh, they have two yeah. cars. No, it just got because uh, you know the whole NWA people think it's like really bad or something. It's not. I see. My brother didn't take a job there. Yeah, well, it's far drive from here. He doesn't live here. Okay. He took one in Palmdale. I'd be more afraid of Palmdale. Might be Santa Clarita. More methods. Well, Santa Clarita is just full cops. There you go. That's where they all live. All right, well. You got Magic Mountain right there, too. Yeah, which, yeah. So, do we <laughs> want to uh, transition with this uh, towards, like, some, let's say, baseball? Some more some Los Angeles. Your, baseball. It's time for Dodgers baseball. It's always time. There it is. In June. Because that's baseball season. Uh, the Dodgers did something that's never been done in the month of June. Or ever. Yeah, it'll probably ever. never be done again, I can confidently say. So, um, this this Friday night, they played a game against a division rival, Colorado Rockies. Uh, you know, a little uh, playoff rematch. Remember, they played game 163 last year. Division title. Uh, so, they're, they're, they're a big rival right now. And... Um, they ended up winning with a walk-off home run by um, Matt Beatty. Tony, right. you know what happened to game two? I wasn't yes. following. Game two, they hit a walk-off home run in extra innings, I believe, by Alex. My head is spinning vertigo. Verdogo? Verdugo. Yeah. yeah, he's a rookie for the Dodgers, and so, so is Matt Beatty. Beatty. Is that, and then – That seems crazy. Two yesterday, let me just give a little foreshadow here. I'm in the kitchen with Andy, and uh, he's the big Dodger guy. He's our Dodger insider. Uh, Currently wearing a foam finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. And uh, he, we're talking, and at the time, the Dodgers were down, I want to say 2-0. And I looked at Andy, and I'm like, Andy, what's going on with the Dodgers today? They can't score off this mediocre pitcher, Sentazala or whatever. And it was like through six innings, and he's like, Oh, maybe they'll they'll hit a walk off in the ninth like they've done the last few games. Bottom of the seventh comes around. Chris Taylor hits a three run home run. So now it's three two Dodgers, and then I think it was in the top of the eighth. The Rockies hit like a triple or something, tied the game at three. We go into the ninth inning. Jansen comes in, shuts them down. They go to the bottom of the ninth. It's three three. Two outs, runners on first and second, and uh, a pinch hitter came up, and uh, he's got a name that people know, and that name is. Will Smith, but he is not an actor. He is not a lad. I mean, the He's genie. He's not from Philadelphia. Wicky, wicky, wow. Wicky, wicky, wow. Wicky, wicky, wow. Wow, West, Desperado. 
It is the Wild West. It is the Wild West. Wild, wild NL West. And, Andy, what did Will Smith do? Put it into the seats. He put it into the seats, and not in foul territory, in fair territory. And uh, what is what is Will Smith? Robot. He is a catcher. But no, but more importantly, I believe he did not play the last year, which would make him a rookie. A rookie. So that oh, was wow. three days in a row, three walk-off home runs by three Dodger rookies. Dodger rookies. Must be something in the water. Never been done. Dodger rookies are just the best thing in the world. Never will be done again. And also during the game, what we didn't mention is uh, a fan ran on the field. A little a lady. I don't know why I called her a little lady. Lovely. It wasn't like she lived in a shoe or anything either. She ran onto the field, and I think directly towards Cody Bellinger, who a lot of women like him for not just his plane. He's a good-looking guy. And it's funny because there's a photo of her on the ground with, like, security kind of around her. And he's looking at her and he's smiling. And he's kind of, like, waving his his hand at her, like, his fingers. And you could tell, like, she was probably saying who knows what to him. But it even made him, like, giggle. Because let's be honest. The dude goes up there and he's like, fucking love you, Cody. He's going to be like, okay, weirdo. Yeah. But honestly, some of those fans, though, every, every player acts differently. Like, I'll never forget when uh, they used to have, like, uh, or they still do this, when they have a lot of these famous, they have the big club soccer teams from Europe and stuff come out here in the U.S. and play in, like, L.A., Miami, like, all those places. And Ronaldo was on Real Madrid at the time. This is, like, five, six years ago. And it was, I think it was the game in Miami. And he's uh, playing, and this fan runs onto the field and goes over to him and, like, goes up to hug him. And in the U.S., it's always, like, tackle this guy, like, get him out. But, like, the soccer players, especially the ones in Europe, they love their fans. And Ronaldo and this fan literally hugged for a good 30 seconds or so. And he's saying stuff to him. And the fan's, like, crying. And Ronaldo's, like – and, it, like, the security let it happen. Like, they just watched him. But, I mean, obviously, you know, you fear things like, does he have a knife? Is he going to stab? But yeah. then it's like, but well, they don't think like that. They're just always like, no, this is a supporter. Uh-huh. This guy's getting to, like, have it his moment. But it was, just, it was just so funny to me because it was just – I'll never forget. He just runs on there, and then he hugs this random fan. Well, like most players, it's kind of like, I feel like in the U.S., it's like, get the hell out of here. And these guys yeah. are on the ground and choked out and in the uh, jail before you can even, like, count to 20. Oh, yeah. Also in the game, on a uh, darker note. Oh, yeah. Cody Bellinger again. Um, hit a fan. I mean, not, like, in that way. With, the, with <laughs> Swinging a baseball bat. Hit a foul ball. Hit the ball. Not, <laughs> not a runner test situation. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know how to say it right. It was a total yeah. accident, yeah. but yeah. Which, um, I, I mean, I honestly yeah. wish we saw that more of that Ron Artest, though. Yeah, so uh, the Dodgers have already acted. They're going to extend the fences even yep. more than they already have. Yep, they're going to um, extend the Last netting. year, an, an older lady got hit, and she ended up dying from the injury, like, in the hospital. And I'll tell you what, dude, it's like uh, – I mean, the people down low, you really just have to pay attention. I oh, mean, that, I know, but even, yeah. I, know I was just going to say, I know at times it is coming so fast and it might be hard to react, especially if it's maybe like a little kid or whatever, but you really, I'm saying like even people around, like someone could have, should have, you know, if someone's not paying attention, maybe at least somebody has to at least like try to like get in the way. Like, I'm just saying you, you really do always have to be paying attention when you're sitting that close because those things can come and they come in hot. And, yeah. It's like you the obvious, though. I feel like the people that are going to pay the most money like that should be entertained by the game, and they should be paying attention at all times because of the location. Like, you could catch a fly ball. You can, just, all these it's things. It's just a bummer that it is getting to the point now where it seems like before we know it, netting is going to be all the way to the foul poles, and it's kind of like we're mm-hmm. watching a circus here. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, because the animals. Not anymore, Andy. Not yeah, after not Dumbo. Anymore. Not up in here. The circus is going down. The circus yeah. was going down before Dumbo. They got well, now the it's really going down. They got rid of the elephants years ago. Well, now they got rid of the clowns. <laughs> well, it's coming back for two. Yeah, they are. there is one more Different clown podcast. coming. Chapter two. Different podcast. But yeah, I mean, like you don't want to have too much netting because even then, with that, it's like you know, you now you're gonna start seeing a cage around it, which is a safety first. Maybe but we have better technology than netting, right? So you're gonna have this invisible wall, a laser wall that yeah. shoots the baseball down, like a freaking force field, right? <laughs> What Trump's been talking about. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. Yeah, the wall technology is getting better and better. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it'll be a big old net like you have at a trampoline. All right. Who's ready for some uh, a lecture? Uh, what? Wrong so podcast. This, this is going to be like school for you guys. Wrong podcast. Schoolhouse Rock? Weeks back, um, I said uh, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about baseball because the games are every day. Unless you have some something big like this that we just talked about, you just kind of skip over. So we're going to run through the divisions because it's about the halfway point. Just kind of give you a little uh, picture of the season if you're not paying too much attention. So uh, we're going to do that now. And we're going to start with the National League East, which is a, a drum-filled division, to say the least. Um, so ready to start? Mm-hmm. Thought he'd so never ask. If, if we uh, were looking at these standings a month ago, it would look a lot different. But uh, since, since then, the Braves, Atlanta Braves, have uh, gotten a little hot. They are leading the division at 46-32. and 32. By our boy. Yeah, they just they have a very deep lineup. but I like that lineup f- a lot, but it is missing. It, the bullpen's mediocre, and they don't have that ace because their ace from last year just got demoted. Yeah, Mike Fultonavich got and he's sent to triple A. The second ace this year who's coming off of a Cy Young caliber season that has been demoted to triple A. The other one was Kyle Freeland for the Rockies. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy that, like, a lot of these pitchers, sometimes they'll have that heroic season, and then all of a sudden it's just like you just don't have it. And my uh, NL MVP pick from before the season, Freddie Freeman, yes, had another really good season. He might just be team. NL MVP. Actually, maybe. I don't know. But They're I don't Bellinger think so. Because there, yeah. Bellinger and Yelich are way ahead of everyone, I think. That's true. Um, they also got One a great day. contribution from Mike Soroka. A, uh, oh, yeah. Pitcher. So he's been a good pitcher. And uh, believe it or not, I mean, even though he got a little roughed up today, I think Julio Tiron's had some moments yeah. this year. No, they're, they're definitely a team to watch. And as we always say, there's – Opportunity for a move. Yep. And uh, yeah, Fultonavich is too good of a pitcher, too. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. They got that Max Freed guy, too, who's pretty good. But I do like that lineup a lot because they have that Austin Riley kid also, Acuna, Ozzy Albies. Okay. What happened? Joe's got a web page open. No, it's the ESPN thing. It just loaded from like a video and stuff like that. Yeah. And this, this diaper hatch just Pampers, man. Maybe it's a sign for me to go check my damn diaper. We, 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 Please, Andy, continue. Stop kicking the desk. Dude. I'm sorry, okay. man. I'm just trying to get freaking comfortable over here, and you're just like looking down on your phone. Okay. We made a we've made a gamble putting Joe at the helm here, and uh, so far, okay. All right, in second place, uh, the Phillies are 39 and 38. Uh, they started out way better, and they've uh, had a rough stretch. Um, one of their better players from last year, uh, Michael Franco. Been really bad. Yeah. Like 200. Um, Andrew McCutcheon just got announced he's out for the season. Yeah, that's another team that solid lineup, slightly better starting pitcher overall, I would say, maybe than Atlanta. But then They're, again, I'm not sure. It's not performing. Yeah, because Arietta's not, been, not been good. good. Nola's not having a good year. That, that's the thing is that I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, Philly, because I don't think they'll catch Atlanta. And then I don't think they'll be good enough to hit a wild card spot, which is going to be kind of funny because it's like 
They had a good well, team. They just only like a game back of the wild card. I still don't think they'll do it. Yeah. Bryce Harper's batting over there like two thirty. I mean, it's Bryce Harper's been fine. He's just he's he's not MVP candidate. So it's wise to stay away from some of those other teams. I mean, I honestly think their best hitters. I mean, one of their best hitters is still Hoskins. Hoskins yeah. is the man. Well, I forgot. So let's see. After he was their number one guy this year. Was so on. Harper's batting two fifty one. Had a couple doubles today. They um, they have a they have this one guy Kindry who has been a little surprised. Batting 333, and I think he's like almost like an everyday player, too. So those are like pretty real numbers. But yeah. But we'll see. I don't think uh, the Matt, I mean, the Phillies going far or anywhere. Yeah. And then uh, in third place, the Nationals, 37 and 40. Um, they still got a lot of talent in that lineup, but it hasn't really produced. It's been a little, it's been Soto, injured, too. Robles. I mean, Zimmerman's been out. For a while, and then Rendon's having a really good Rend- season. Rendon's having a great season. He got like snubbed from like I'm pretty sure like he's was being snubbed so far from like the All Stars. Oh, he's not in the top three. Okay. Yeah, for the third baseman because you have Bryant, Arenado, and Machado ahead of him. Yeah. And that's that's when it becomes the problem of fan votes and stuff because those are three better third basemen. But I would say Rendon's having a better year than all three of them. I mean, that's not, maybe not Arenado, but it's not the final thing. No, I know it's not. Starters, I know so. it's not. Uh, they also have a really great um, rotation. Yeah. Scherzer, even though his ERA isn't amazing this year, he's just still striking people oh, out yeah, like he's crazy. Still Scherzer. Strasburg's been good. Corbin. Corbin's fine. Not as good as they probably hoped. But yeah. Uh, but that bullpen. Oh, wow. That bullpen is atrocious. The worst bullpen, I believe their bullpen team ERA is somewhere around 6.2, which is – but I was, always, I was actually saying this year too, it – has been one of those years this year where the bullpens, it's not like as dominant bullpens as it's been in the past. And I was noticing that because even like the number one bullpen is like a 3.2 this year. Like I think it's Cleveland right now. I think Houston dropped a little bit. But it's – and then the other funny thing is I think it's like the number three bullpen right now is the Cincinnati Reds, and it's like they are not good. And so it's kind of like what is – like who are like these – there's a handful of bad teams that are up there in the top bullpens. I think the Giants were up there too. It's pretty – Crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know if there's like bullpen guys was always that was always the thing they were failed starters. Yeah, and maybe just minor leagues are better at like keeping these guys as starters, yeah. and then we're not oh, getting yeah. a great pipeline. No, because we've um, been saying that for a while too that it's like it's just not nearly the shutdown closers like it used to well, be. You, and you don't see the like even of like four or five years ago, you had when like Chapman and Jansen and Kimbrel were just like they were just dominant and striking everyone out. And it's like more people are coming up. You don't seem those has, huge uh, strikeout guys. Has Kimberly like even pitched yet for the Cubs? I don't know, actually. I don't think. Probably not. I don't think so either. Well, they're just going to straight but, up wait till like September. <laughs> but then uh, one of the hardest throwing uh, pitchers, a closer, um, just got hurt. He's going to yeah, be out. UCL surgery. Hicks. Yeah. Jordan Jordan Hicks? Hicks, yeah. 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 Throws it like a hundred and a thousand. They showed, yeah, over the last two seasons – He's thrown like four times as many hundred mile pitches than anyone else. Yeah, he averages like a hundred and like two. Yeah. <laughs> so which is horrifying. I've been in the batting cages at seventy, yeah. and that's horrifying. It wasn't translating into the huge strikeout numbers that you'd see some from from some. Well, a lot of times, players. guys like that are wild. Yeah, but even when you're wild, you strike out a bunch and walk a bunch. Yeah, God, can you imagine being hit by that, like right in the dick? <laughs> well, I think they have coverings for that. Ooh, not Cup. enough. Yeah. I don't know. That, actually, don't know how it works. How protective that really is. Uh, 
onto the uh, fourth place team, the uh, New York Mets. Oh, everyone's favorite the, the disaster. Drama free team. Or not drama free, the opposite of drama free. Did they uh, just almost kill a reporter yesterday? Yeah, Jason Vargas tried to fight a reporter. Um, <laughs> wow. Jason Vargas is like a fat 36 year old from Long Beach. He is one of the ugliest guys I think I've ever seen. His face looks like a mask. Like, you know that Goosebumps episode where she's in there trying to pick that scary mask? It's like she honestly, like, passed over Jason Vargas. If I was Jason Vargas, I would never be angry because, like, he's just hung on for years and years. Yeah. He's probably made so much money. He's been on the Angels. Blessed he's life. Been on. He was actually good for a team. Was it? Who was it? Where he I, think he's like one, I think he's won games. I'm just looking at photos. Yeah, I was just of actually going to look him up for you. He is. Yeah, he is. Wow. Horrifying, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, just, sorry. Just sorry, Jason, if you're listening. <laughs> Just like a week ago, they fired two coaches, replaced them with a 82-year-old man. (laughs) So they – get this. The Mets fired their – is it their hitting coach? I think it's their pitching coach. Uh, Their pitching coach because they said he was too old school. And then they went out and hired an 82-year-old coach. Wow. You got to be with the times. (laughs) Man, that team is just – and outside of Pete Alonzo, who we we will talk about, yeah. Pete Alonso. That's like what? yeah, he has been a stud this year. He's got what twenty six or twenty seven home runs. I think it was twenty five, but like I said, well, he just hit one yesterday that broke the Mets record. I think it was his twenty six yesterday. Yeah, we'll see. He's uh he's just been an absolute stud. He is, he's just really good, and he's been their only bright spot. Well, on the, on the pitching side of it, um, their top three have, has been good, not dominant, but still good, and it's. Still there, although it so seems like they keep getting injured. He does have 27 home runs. Oh, okay, I was wrong. 276 average, 27 home runs, and 61 RBIs. That is good. Yeah. And it's and what makes it even better, honestly, is it's on a team that who's even around him. Like, at what point are they – Robinson Cano is the biggest fail in the world. Yeah. What's the – McNeil, I think his name? Yeah, he's actually doing well, too. He's their leadoff hitter. He bats like – he's batting like 330. But, yeah, they're, they're – So their young guys are good, but it's – they, they Then they just surround him with these washed-up veterans. Todd Frazier's in that lineup. Carlos Todd Gomez. Todd Frazier's still solid. I'll, I'll, he could play. Okay, I'll give but it yeah. that then. And then. And then there's the whole – this has been a years-long thing. The Cespedes thing is – Oh, yeah, poor guys. Just like, what, what do they do? Like, actually is dead. it even their fault or is it just bad luck for them? I can't even know. Oh, yeah. Bad luck, for sure. That guy just can't stay healthy. It's, yeah, that's a bummer with that. So it, much honestly, potential, but he can't play. if the Mets would have ever just had one year – I would have preferred it this year, where everybody just played a potential. Where David Syndergaard, Wright David Wright comes from the heavens. <laughs> like, you know, Carlos Delgado comes back, and it's just like that team would have just – it had potential. I mean, imagine that lineup this year if it was healthy and you had Cespedes in it, you had Alonzo doing what he's doing, you had McNeil at the top, and then if you had uh, Robinson Cano just giving a half a shit. Like it could have been – and Conforto, like it could have been something pretty cool. It's Grom on the hill. You would only need two runs. They would give you like five or six. Noah Syndergaard. Both, like his ERA is like over four this year. Some of the water this yeah, year for pitchers. but he's still. It's because he went on Game of Thrones. Even though that was a while ago. It's still awesome. And then in last place in the NL East, we I have the, uh, the Marlins who is looking at their lineup. It's like, what? So, so their top guy's uh, Brian Anderson, who actually had a really good year as a rookie last year. But – Last year was one of the better rookie of the year races in the NL, so no one really uh, paid attention. And outside of that, they really—it's like they don't even have like a lot of young talent. Yeah, they really don't. There's a couple. I mean, uh, I don't even know who their best hitter is right now. I think it's they got Brian like, Anderson. That's, yeah, that's who it is. so there's that Brian Anderson guy, and then Starlin Castro. I think like might lead their team. And in also, Brian Anderson is his actual name. 
even though it's the most generic thing you could probably think of. There, there probably has been 11 guys named Brian Anderson haven't played. Baseball? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a nice 4th of July name. Yeah. And when you think 4th of July, you think baseball, you think Brian Anderson. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, on the pitching side? Oh, my God, nothing, yeah. Nothing a, there either. It's just there, and there are guys that are their good pitchers are just too wild still. Like, I know that's one thing. Like, they'll have, the, like, they'll have those type of games where a guy goes, like, has, like, seven strikeouts, six hits, seven innings, but, like, six walks also, and somehow only gave up, like, three runs. And you're just kind of like, okay, whatever. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's scary to think that three years ago, four years ago, that team had potential. But, yeah. Yeah, so, well, that's the NL East, and I think that's it for yeah. baseball. And uh, I think just the last thing we want yeah, to say Yeah, we were just going to say that. Joe wants to congratulate the U.S. for doing what they're supposed to do. Women's national team is to win because they were the heavy favorite. But you know what? we got to give them some credit every every game I of the way. Even, I don't even Support know how them. heavy of favorites they actually were going into this tournament. They were. They were like 62 or 72. Well, they were favorites in this They game. were f- favorites – but I, the tournament. there wasn't honestly that far behind like France and Germany and England and stuff. Yeah. Even when they showed the live, the like updated standings after the pool play, they were like plus 160 and then France was still like two and a half to one or three to one or something. So it's what like, about their underpants? And I'll tell you what, USA plays France, I'm going to say probably Sunday or Monday or something like that. Probably, we'll just say Sunday. And uh, that's not going to be easy for them. They didn't, they snuck by today with two penalties to win two to one, and I, I, I worry about their goaltending, to be honest, just because uh, they're going to get pressured with France, and especially because the tournament's in France. We? Oui. It's not going to be easy for them. And France has the tallest player in the tournament. Rudy Gobert. Yep. <laughs> she honestly looks like him. Well, this isn't volleyball. Is it like a defender, or is it just what yeah, is a no, defenseman? Sure it's a defender, yeah. She's it, a striker? It's a big deal when they do do a lot of set pieces and headers and stuff. You'd be surprised. Well, she's the Zidane Ochara. Yeah, and she's... Yeah, soccer. yeah. It's a, it's a, she's it, she causes a half, she causes trouble in the box. I'll okay, so you're taking her. Or you're taking Brittany Griner. No, her. What? Brittany <laughs> Griner wouldn't be athletic enough to head her in a soccer. How dare you? She can dunk, but she's not dunking here. Good luck to them. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I want them to win, but I'm just saying this is going to be not a walk in the park. I just don't want people to be that surprised if France does beat them like two one. Yeah. Well, we'll keep uh, we'll keep our eyes on that and. Uh, talk about it as it comes but uh you've been listening to the sports podcast episode 120 of the tony steak podcast so the finale of season two if uh andy has his way i'm sean joined with me we had off-road season two andy thank you tony the pony cat yes thank you and wrecking ball who kicks his legs <laughs> make sure you hit that subscribe button share with a friend and check out our entertainment pod we'll see you later <laughs>